Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This week in league, as if he doesn't have enough problems, Brian Smith takes on the gargantuan task of resurrecting Daniel Mortimer's career. Jason Riles takes up a new career as an assassin. His first victim, Craig Bellamy's coaching career. Conclusive proof that Todd Carney is still smashing the cans. He set the sign with the Sharks. And we preview the first round action for the 2011 Four Nations tournament. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 71 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay, housekeeping. Shop. First thing, shop's going great. However, the shirts, the pre-orders of the shirts, they, they, they're, not, they're just not hitting the level. I don't know, a lot of people holding back. There's a lot of people saying they want to get a shirt. Yeah, there have been a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of talkers. A lot of not talkers. A lot of actors. No, the action, I mean, the action spiked when we first released them. And then it's been inaction ever yes. since. And like, quite frankly... You want the shirts, you've got to get in there and put your money where your mouth is, guys. People um, have blasted out of the blocks mm-hmm. and, you know, shot to prominence with their, you know, their grandiose plans of uh, purchasing a <laughs> shirt. And then they've gone all West Tigers on us. Jeez, they haven't you, got the final... You went there. Uh, sorry? You went there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still hurting. You could have got... I'm you still hurt. It's I, been, I, been a few weeks now, but I'm still hurting. Even I wouldn't have said that. I would have said I would have said something like choked like the dragons. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have brought the tigers, I would have brought the tigers into it. <laughs> well, that's how badly I want to insult these people. <clears throat> yeah, and and, uh, and inspire them. You're literally smiting yourself. Yes. To smite them. Exactly right. <laughs> um, so yeah. Please buy a shirt. Yeah, if you want a shirt, uh, I mean, quite frankly, if you if, if you want, want if people want shirts before Christmas, get on now. Otherwise, you know, might be the end of the shirt. Well, that's true. The pre-order. Uh, by very definition, you have to uh, pre-order them before <laughs> yeah, you get them. So, exactly. Um, maybe you should heed that advice and uh, start slapping your orders through. Yes. Is it possible to get... I think some people have concerns about sizing. Is it possible to get a sizing chart from the uh, shirt people? Well, we could probably get a sizing chart, I think. So I literally want to know, like, you know, what centimetres, mm. blah, blah, blah. So I imagine they're just going to be... You tend to find plate shirts, shirts like that tend to be um, either at standard sort of size or slightly larger. Yeah, you tend to find like, yeah. Think of it. Think of it in terms of um, like when you get a shirt at a concert. Mm. That's a kind of you'd be looking at pretty much exactly the same kind of shirts and everything because this, you know, this is what you know the screen printing places and that you know the shirts they use. Yeah. So, so I mean, someone like Jillian, Jillian Tate. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, flat-chested lady. Extra small. Extra small. Really. Extra small. Puts a bra on backwards. It fits better. (laughs) Um. Probably needs a small shirt. Right? <laughs> I'd say a small shirt. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're not going to go too crazy. I mean, we're not going to. I don't know how many X's we can go up to, but I mean, you think surely like two X would be, it would you know cover yeah. most most. Someone like Nigel Bridgman. Oh, I mean, you know, he has to put his bra on the right way, otherwise <laughs> he won't have the necessary support. Jeez. All right. All right. You so know, he, he might need to go large, as you say. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 
And but, Kurt, yeah, shirt with two fucking head holes. <laughs> leave Kurt alone. No, we're coming to, I refuse we're, to leave we're, Kurt we're, alone. We're coming to the end of the season. You're going to say something nice about him before no this way. season ends. I refuse to. Podcast awards. Thank you to everyone who has voted so far. Um, I know I vote uh, the, no, maxi- the maximum legal we amount of times I can show. Of course, very self-absorbed. Of course, no it is. I vote for us. I've, we we broke all this down last week. I vote for us. I vote for Smodcast. I vote for Joe Rogan, and I vote for WTF, WTF with Mark Maron. I think yes. that's the only ones I, I vote for. I agree with the bit that I vote for us too. Yes, I vote I for us. Time to vote for anyone else. <laughs> that extra three seconds of yeah. clicking involved. Um, still going until uh, a couple of days when you're listening to this today uh, on the Thursday I think you might find that'll be the last day it'll be the last day so the, the idea is to basically uh, get as many email addresses together slam as you can slam a couple of extra votes in for us yeah slam in some al- alternate email addresses go to your friend's place use their IP address throw a vote on there use your iPhone or, you know, over your 3G network there's a different IP address What uh, you've seen the guy that runs the podcast awards right I've seen I've, I've seen the, the still frame of that video I've not watched the video yeah. but yeah I'm just I'm a bit worried he hasn't announced what the prizes are <laughs> I don't care about prizes I just want the glory really glory the glory is plenty for me yeah, what, what happens if he sends us a, a nude picture signed of him you can have it <laughs> what if he sends us two you can have them both <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, send one, we'll send one to uh, Paraman1973 and it can be his Gronk of the Year prize <laughs> I like to I like to podcast in a spa nude here's a photo of it hey we could do that Podcasting nude in the spa. We've got the spa upstairs, maybe for the final episode. <laughs> Can we take it in turns? Can you superimpose me? I'm not getting in there with you. Not with those floaties. It's a big spa. <laughs> um, I'll just sit in the sink. Yeah, so anyway, the moral of the story is vote, 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 vote. Your and arse off. And, uh, and buy shirts. <laughs> and um, and has, has the um, Indigenous All-Stars voting, is that finished? The window for the... the That's the an pre- excellent question, Nathan. If it hasn't, vote for the Ottoman. The end. Anything Agreed. else? You got anything else to add to the housekeeping? Uh, I have some more feedback on my uh, newly received Jabra Sport. And if you want a Jabra Sport, they will be going in the post. Or they well, will no, already no, be most, in the post. Most, most of them are in the post at the already? moment. Already? Yeah, okay. they're mostly in the post now. So... A couple of people, a couple, a couple aren't, but... Um, whack your reviews into us. We want to um, get all your good feedback and let us know what you think. Um, I have been back pretty extensively into my training again so uh, I think last time I spoke about my Jabra Sport I was just sort of banging on the weight vest and going for about 6 or 7k walk with the dog four or five nights a week but um, since then I've been back into the gym so I've done heaps of running heaps of core stuff like chin-ups, push-ups, sit-ups box jumps, all that sort of shite and can't break them it's unbreakable. Well, yeah, you know, unless you're doing something, you know, like maybe if you're actually boxing. But you know, you know like what? If you're getting me? punched in the head, you could get packed, but they might break. That's true. But you know what shits me with other like um, headphones is when you like if you're running, yep. they move around, they slip out of your ear, and I'm not the most coordinated bloke in the world, right? So I have a bit of a problem when I'm running on the treadmill. It takes an intense amount of concentration because I've got one like a bit of a gumby foot that turns in I've got to keep an eye on yeah. that and then I've got the headphone that's slipping out of my ear and I have to move one of my hands which throws my coordination off and like I'm just definitely has has breadth away from being spat off the end of the treadmill at any given moment right? <laughs> very very potentially embarrassing it doesn't happen with the Jabra Sport yep because you've got the uh, you know the uh, moulded sort of 
And they kind of hook around. You've got the molded ear gels, and it, the way they hook around your ears, not going anywhere. No. Awesome. As much as, I mean, they're attached to my head. They want to go somewhere. They yeah. don't want to be attached to that. I remember I was, I, was, I was rocking the normal headphones when I was doing, oh, which race was it? Doing a 10K earlier in, in May, about the 3K mark. Or you can just sort of feel it slip, slip, mm. slip, and these fucking headphones just flying. And because I only have one in my ear, because you know they don't like you to wear have Walkmans and that, and you so yeah. Walkmans, iPods and shit when you when you're <laughs> when you're racing because they you know you need to be able to hear instructions if from the marshals and shit. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so I have one ear anyway. So when it goes, and then if you haven't got it threaded up through your shirt or where the whole thing goes fucking flying, you're like, ah, oh, it's annoying. Yeah, it's hard enough for me to run anyway. I'd Probably cost me the race. You think? Yeah, cost you the win. Yeah, it cost me the win. Yeah, I, I, I'm a terrible runner as it is and I need all the concentration and, and uh, the like that I can get. So if it's not spitting out my ear, that's a good thing for me and uh, they're very sturdy. The battery life is awesome. And How long have you gone on? Have you, have you, tried, have you tried to exhaust the battery life? Because that's the one yeah, thing. Yeah, I, um, I busted the battery life out at the end of a training session. But that was, I think it was about four was getting towards the end of the week so I've probably done three or four walks so yeah. it's probably about four hours or so battery yeah. life yeah. which is pretty bloody good Yeah, and yeah. I hadn't like hadn't whacked it on charge once it's yeah. like charged it up to start and then gone like, yeah I mean, imagine in, in a usual course of training there's no way you can come close to it the only thing that worries me I want to see if it, like, in July I'll be doing like a, a full marathon and, and unless I run and unless I run like a a, a a qualifying time I wonder if the battery life will run out before I do well, what about if I like travel alongside you as a support crew on a Segway a support Jabra yeah and I just like slip a new Jabra on yeah okay we'll transition do right we'll do that anyway but uh, my my new regime to start looking like Sven is uh, well underway Dipping yourself in plastic twice a day? I'm going to dip myself in plastic twice a day. I'm going to um, mould some new hair out of plasticine. Yeah. And um, dye it blonde, of course. Yeah. Yellow yep. plasticine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what else I can do to look <coughs> like Sven. I'm, not, I'm never really going to get there, but let a man dream. News. First story, big story. I mean, well, in a in a landscape, uh, in a in a desolate landscape of no stories. Yeah. The big story. Slim pickings in the news this week, people. Oh, we struggled. We did struggle. Um, Todd Carney's party is over. The Cronulla Sharks. <laughs> Perhaps it's only just <laughs> oh, beginning. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe he'll be slipping down the Nullum Mall. Uh, the, Cron- the Cronulla. Yeah. And all these. I mean, well, where was where was um was uh, Tim Smith? Get you know, and Brett Seymour pissing all over and stuff. Northies. Yeah. I think it was Northies. And they're pissing on people outside and, you know, and banging on with people. That's what they do. He's got, I mean, Carney's got form too. He's got form. Uh, but the Cronulla Sharks look like they're going to be signing him uh, to a two-year contract. The $700,000 deal is all but finalised after weeks of negotiations following his departure from the Sydney Roosters. Carney and the Sharks have met with David Gallup today as we record this. And David Gallup, uh, it was basically a courtesy, but David Gallup has said he, he's given it his blessing. And so it seems like it's going to go ahead, and this right. comes hot on the heels of the, uh, the the news that they're going to be have Gallon signed to them until uh, 2015. The Gallon signing is great news, yeah, and a really refreshing uh, display of loyalty from a guy that you probably, you know, a few seasons ago people wouldn't have described Paul Gallon of men of loyalty and honour. <laughs> no, no, and only Cronulla fans. <clears throat> yeah, even some of them would be a bit dubious. I just. 
I'm, I'm worried about Carney going to the Sharks. And everyone's got, you know, everyone's putting a lot of um, weight in the fact that Gallon's going to mentor him. And I think if Gallon really does manage to get into his head and, and try and steer him in the right direction based on the way Gallon himself has turned things around the last few seasons, yep. then that could really work out well for Carney. But I'm not sure Paul Gallon's the first bloke to ever try and set Todd Carney on the straight and narrow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you counter that when you say, like, you know, the Cronulla Sharks, and you're like, oh, yeah, what a place for him to try and resurrect his career. Let's just think for a moment. Where would be a good place? Say you went to North Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, if you're on piss to JT, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever up there. Broncos. At the Alhambra Bar in the court cubicle with, you know, Sammy Thiday, yeah. Captain Sam. Uh, you know, even say Manly. You know, he'd be, <laughs> he'd be yeah, pissing against the wall with Watmo. He'd be bashing you know, sponsors. He's at West, West Tigers. You know, he'd be, he'd be kicking Louis' missus in the head with Louis. I mean, there's all sorts of... You know, he'd, be, he'd be smacking people Allegedly. up. Smacking people up at McDonald's at 3 a.m. with Benji. I was thrown out of cause. Really. I just have a feeling that there's nowhere that would be ideal. For, what I'm saying is, oh, maybe Melbourne. Melbourne would probably actually would have been a great deal for him. Well, nothing good happens in Melbourne. Nothing good happens there. I mean, he'd be. How many Xbox games would he have with his Harvey Norman vouchers? He's going nuts in there. He go out on his boat. Jet skis. Media don't give a shit about anyone down there. And if he needs to get away, he can just run away in his caravan. Exactly. So maybe it should Why have been a storm. Yeah. Well, well, clearly, new salary cap drama in Melbourne if Todd Carney went there. Yeah, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. The $700,000 deal, I would consider Todd Carney a bit of a risk, and I would have thought his deal would have been, rather than... Incentive-based. Yeah, maybe maybe give him 250 200 a year with incentives to allow him to earn up to 400 a year or something. take him nowhere. But to give him three hundred fifty grand a year straight out of the make box. him play the year for free, and if he wins another Dally M, then you might back pay him. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, nothing. Yeah. You get beers at the club. Yeah. That'll probably cost them more than three hundred and fifty grand. And the Sharkies, where's the money coming from anyway? All we ever hear about is how broke ass they are. True. And they can't afford shit. When, just when was the last time you said that the Cronulla Sharks were flush with halves? Probably never. Now they've got About seven. John Morris. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Uh Townsend. Yeah. Albert Kelly. Yeah. Wade Graham. Yeah. Todd Carney. Yeah. Wow. There's where are more, they all gonna there, play? There are more, there's more there too. <clears throat> just can't think. Who they are. There's just wonder if they might move. Um, well, you'd think Graham, he's not a halfback. He showed this season that he was, he's a much better 5'8 than he was a halfback. Yeah, but. Probably then, nullifies Towns into the New South Wales Cup, and Carney might play a bit of seven. Right, Kelly got, might come off the bench. I've got, I got a controversial controversial plan whether how they can fit them all inside, okay. in the run on side. Paul Gallon mentoring Carney. Carney, prop, opposite Gallon. <laughs> They've, lo- they've lost Snowden. <laughs> they've lost Douglas. They need a prop. I mean, they've bought Brycey, but I mean, he's a bench prop, best. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story before I punch you in the throat, shall we? Brycey don't play for you no more. Huh? Brycey. I love Brycey. He's yeah, got a special place in my heart. Mate, October 31st, and, he, and he's, a, he's a distant memory. Not for me, mate. See, this is the difference between you and I. I'm loyal to my boys. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be your boy no more. He is. You're not going to be loyal be to Campbell. a sharky. He's always going to be a Campbelltonian. <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay, next story. Speaking of people making comebacks, Daniel Mortimer, he may crack first grade again. <laughs> Talk about For the first time in three seasons. First time in three seasons. Um, as everyone knows, I mean, he had a he had a, a fairly good season in two thousand and nine. Um, as a as a member of the the Eels side that made half, that massive half a good season. Yeah, half a good season. A good run at the end of the season took him all the way through to the grand final. He was the next you know, best thing since sliced bread. 
found himself pretty pretty soon after dropped to Wentworthville. Um, he's there, there for almost the entire 2011 season, and um, the Eels basically said, you know, you're welcome to look elsewhere. So he did, and he's found himself propped up at the Roosters. That once again, he's been negotiating for weeks, a month even. Uh, he agreed to join the club on Monday, and um, now head to head with Brayton Astor for the number six jersey. I just love the fact that when they uh, advertised the story on the internet, the only photo that they could find of Daniel Mortable was in a Wentworthville jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he mustn't have he mustn't have ran or touched the ball in the two thousand and nine grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if he gets back to somewhere around his the form that he showed at the back end of two thousand and nine, that's all well and good. But the only reason he was playing that well was because of uh, probably Nathan Kalis. Nathan Hindmarsh, Fui Fui Moi Moi. Sorry. Don't forget Jared was on that. And, you know, and Jared Hayne playing career. on the back of that and creating all sorts of space for um, Daniel Mortimer to prove just how much of an overrated 580 was. So, <laughs> um, well, I guess he probably didn't prove it until 2010 when he did nothing. Uh, I guess the Roosters had to find someone to fill the void left by Todd Carney. But, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to be go down as a, the greatest sign the, the Roosters have ever made. I guess we'll see. I mean, you know, sometimes players they make a change in their environment and, uh, and it just it, you know it makes all the difference. I mean, or not? Yeah. Oh, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure they're, they're, there's heaps of stories. I mean, you think where, where Cuthbertson was at Manly, uh, was too loose, ended up getting dropped towards the tail end of 2008 season, went to the Sharks, yeah. was proved to be promptly not good enough for the Sharks, and uh, then he went down to. You know, whichever park football team he was playing for down there, Gaimir or you know, whoever yep. it was, and um, the Gorillas. And he found himself, he found himself back in the uh, back in the Dragons. But even so, it looks like he won't have anywhere to go next year. Um, and similar story, I guess. You know, he's he's the similar sort of story, I guess, to uh, Mortimer here. It's just a matter of you know, maybe the change would be a good thing. Yeah, I think he might be playing for Newtown. He might be but more good of luck a, to him. He's got a quick, he's got nice blue eyes. And let's face it, it's it's easy enough for the Roosters to to slot Braithy over into into lock and yeah, you know, stick him in there, at least give him a crack. I'd say you'll probably see some trial matches if he if he trains well and has the right attitude. Um, you know, when they start resume training again, you know, in a week or two, yeah, then he might find himself getting some trial, you know, trial time. But there's a future in contact lens modelling for him if if his football doesn't work out for him. <laughs> he does have a nice set of baby blues on him. And they haven't uh, they haven't announced how much uh, the deal is actually worth, although they have confirmed it's not a, it's not an incentive based deal. However, it is a pay cut considering what he was uh, on at the Eels. He was you know obviously the most highly paid uh, par footballer in the comp. I'd say. Um, do you remember the big hullabaloo over the Bulldogs wanting to sign him, and Parramatta went well out of their way to make sure that they didn't. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the future of, of the halves combination. Yeah, yeah. and he was going to, uh, and, he, and he was going to, you know, go back home to the, you know, to the doggies, yeah. with, you know, the Mortimer name and blah blah blah. Yeah, and doggies dodged a bullet there. He's been replaced by Ben Roberts, who came from where? The Bulldogs reserve grade side. <laughs> it is such it is such a, a merry-go-round too, and then they yeah they they kept they kept Mortimer, uh, lost Keating to who the doggies, uh, they lost Hodkinson to Manly, and then uh, and ultimately ended up at the doggies as well. Um, and now they've got rid of him anyway, and brought, and brought and brought in Roberts and uh, and Chris Sandow. Bizarre! I'll never understand a thing that Parramatta Club does, but hopefully he can form some sort of combination with Mitchell Pearce in the halves next year. I guess that's probably what they've got planned for him. Yeah, I'd say he's, he's got a couple of trials to to prove that it's possible. Yeah, 
And if it doesn't look possible, then uh, maybe you might get the nod and you'll gun it up for Newtown. Yeah, I think so. Or not. Good luck to him. Yeah. And further signing news. Jason Riles, as we said at the at the top of the show, um, former New South Wales and Australian front rower Jason Riles expected to become the latest bargain signing for the Melbourne Storm after the Roosters cut up his contract 12 months early. Riles was initially fuming about being pushed out the door at Bondi Junction by coach Brian Smith, but his silver lining is the opportunity to play under Bellamy, who has a proven track record when it comes to reinventing experienced players or turning an average player into a star. With Bellamy and Panisi, Frank Panisi currently on a US study trip, the Riles deal is expected to take another week to be finalised, but uh, the chief executive, Ron Gauchy, has confirmed that the Riles had expressed interest in joining the Storm, but that he stressed that no deal had yet been brokered. Frank's been interested, and Riles, uh, Riles has been interested in coming to us, and I think they're talking about financials, Gauchy said. We would expect the Roosters would wear any difference in any contract should we get to that with Riles, which makes me believe that the Roosters will probably have to cough up probably a hundred grand a year for the contract. I'd say. Jason Riles. If Craig Bellamy makes a regular first-grade contributor out of Jason Riles... Well, this, you have to remember, this is the, Wayne Bennett threw up his hands and said, no, nah, I don't even got to fucking try it. Yeah. I don't have it in me, Wayne said. Yeah. Can't I mean, do it. Before he even logged up at the Dragons, he's just like, show that prick the door, man. I got, yeah. He's got nothing. I mean, I'll take... I can, make, I can make Michael Wayman I into can, a representative superstar. I can keep the pies out of Wayman's gob. Jason Riles. I can't I mean, keep the fuckheadedness out of Jason Riles. <laughs> exactly. There's not. That shit's enough, in there. It's not coming out. There's not enough super glue in the world to keep the ball in his hands. <laughs> He's like, I look. Ashton Sims nearly killed me. I can't go through that again. <laughs> <laughs> but if Craig Bellamy makes a uh, a player out of Jason Riles, it's he's the fucking Steve Jobs of. Like the league coaching. <laughs> you had to get Steve Jobs in, didn't you? <laughs> I had to. We were just discussing. Well, see, he's taken Brian. He takes t- took Norrie out of the bush, captain coaching. You know, in the bush so side. So this is another level altogether. It is another level because I mean, Norrie Norrie might have just Brian been Norrie's in. clear had it clearly had it in there. Well, he was. Jason yeah, yeah. Rolls has had a long career in the NRL. He was a rough diamond, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jason Rolls. I mean, he's 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 been a turd nugget for, <laughs> for a vast majority. He's not even a cubic zirconia. <laughs> no, no. No, I mean, Cubic's a cone is. I mean, you know, from all intents and purposes, they appear to be the real deal. He's definitely not that. He's definitely not that. It's only under further scrutiny, that, you know, by an expert that you realise. Like I mean, like a chip well, marble. Oh, exactly. You don't need an expert. I mean, you could get, you could, you could get a, a guy, um, you know, straight out of the, you know, the, the plains of Africa and say, watch this game. Tell us who the shittest player is. And he'd point that out. That guy. Jason. The guy that just dropped the ball in the ruck. Five minutes, <laughs> five minutes into that the game. That guy laying over that guy. that guy that just got tackled. Yeah. That guy, Jason Riles. <laughs> Riles. So um, yeah, best 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 of luck to you, Jason. I mean, you know <laughs> what? Yeah. You just slandered him for five minutes. Yeah, I would say best of luck. Best, you know, like we said, if anyone can turn him around, it's going to be um, Bellamy, or you know, maybe if if not Bellamy himself, you know, the general system that they that they roll with down there in Melbourne that does seem to turn players that are you know underrated or you know not great and into Bellamy's into his greatest work of art, or his funeral pyre. I just wonder when they um, when they cut to the coach's box after Jason Rolls gets done for holding down and then play the ball or dropping the ball in the ruck. Yeah. And they cut to the coach's box and show Bellamy. It's just going to look like the back windscreen of that car in Pulp Fiction. You know that movie I watched the other week? <laughs> yeah, for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> it's been out since about 1994. Yeah, you know he shoots him in the head by mistake. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> it's just 
fell on his head, it's just going to fucking explode. Can't, can't wait, wait to see it. Oh, it will be interesting. be worthwhile watching Melbourne games just for that. And you know the cameras, they're always on Bellamy too. They're waiting for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Osborne still has some explaining to do. Part two, the sequel. Parramatta Chief Executive Paul Osborne is adamant he's done nothing wrong and believes his future at the club will ultimately be decided by the wishes of his family. The declaration comes as sources told the Sun-Herald that Osborne borrowed money from Chairman Royce Bignolo to assist a long-retired former player who was suffering, suffering financial hardship. He refused, Osborne refused to discuss the matters being investigated by the club, including allegations of financial irregularities and harassment of staff made against him on the advice of his legal representatives, Stuart Littlemore QC and Eves Hazan. In his final interview before the conclusion of the investigation, Osborne opened up on his critics, spoke about his personal life and said he was the victim in a Byron Bay property deal which went sour. Basically, he's come out and said that everything he's done was in accordance with the terms and conditions of his employment contract. He uh, spins, spin, 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 and the investigation's closed now, so I guess we're going to see what happens. Um, we went through a ton of allegations last week. Um, and gee, if he can turn around and get out of there, then, uh, well... Old Teflon Paul, they'll call him. He'll have to be. He'll have to be. Um, one thing he was uh, he didn't elaborate on further was uh, the major sponsor, Glenn Duncan, who resigned from the Eels board in, in uh, protest of his alleged misconduct. Uh, it's understood that Ray Price, Parramatta legend Ray Price, has been sounded out about replacing Duncan as a director, although former players Nathan Kalis and Eric Groth Sr. may also be in the reckoning. However, Osborne was more forthcoming on the critics of the club. I've been in politics, but the forces that attack this board and individuals, the agendas, the constant attacks, the rumours that abound on a daily basis stagger me. I've never witnessed anything like it. This current board has done a wonderful job in turning the club around, the league's club in particular. Um, Glad he didn't say the football club. Oh, gee, I wish he'd get on Twitter and say that, because I mean, I know there's a lot of Parramatta fans that would absolutely open up on him who don't think the club's being you know, run that well. No, definitely not. I just... First of all, I don't see the point in replacing a renowned successful businessman on the board of a leagues club, that is proven pro- demonstrably, demo- yeah, demonstrably successful. Given that the company is the major sponsor, which means he's you know had to cough up somewhere around a million or two a season. So yeah, he's a successful company. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to replace him with Ray Price. Yeah, who's good for a dollar quote whenever there's uh, rumblings at the Parramatta board. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always got an opinion. Yep. I'm not sure he's got a couple of million up his sleeve, considering he's working on a fucking building site, but 18 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, he's not not exactly a high roller, you know, boardroom type of guy anyway. I you mean, wouldn't think so. Like, it's all good to have the, like, this nostalgic influence and geez, within these clubs, and I, I respect that fact, but you also need the guys that can talk the talk and can actually sign the checks. Yep. And, you know, bounce. ex-footballers can do... I mean, you know, there are guys that can do that too. I mean, you look at guys like Tuvi, you know, business you know, board of NRMA. I mean, and he's a, a qualified accountant. I mean, yeah. he's the type of guy that's got a business background and a footy background. So, yeah, of course you want to have someone like that. But, you know, then you've got the guys like... Ray Price. Yeah, and like Paul Vorton as well. I mean, you know, he was football, you know, television personality. Obviously has his business he interest. He was fronting up Manly's 2012 <coughs> membership campaign too, which is quite interesting. Yeah, considering yeah, some of the things he's had to say. Yeah, yeah he, started, he certainly jumped back on the bandwagon at the right time, didn't he? So you can fly off to East. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he didn't really have much of a say in that. <laughs> I mean, no, no one's... Uh, no anyway, one's... this isn't about Manly. It's not no. about uh, about Paul Vaughan. It's about Paul Osborne. Yeah, and uh, he's going to get spit-roasted. I just wonder... <laughs> Allegedly. Like, if this does all die down and he keeps his position, it's 
got to leave a bad taste in the mouth of members. Gee, I mean, fans it's, of the club. It's happening at the right time of the year, though. I mean, when there's not a lot of footy press in general, anyway. So this will just sort of might die down. Is that just swept you under know, the rug? The flip side of that, because there's not many stories. This has been made a big, bigger deal of than what it really is. But there's some serious allegations in there. Yeah, I and mean, we could find as well. You know, with the with the the statistics on on this show and everything too. When you, once the season winds down, people tend to start you know removing themselves from. You know, rugby league, you know, the shows start to yeah, wind down. Especially Tigers fans. They're still Tigers there. fans. I mean, you know, Parramatta fans stopped listening about round nine. Sharkies fans, I'd be surprised they even fucking started this season. Such was their, their chances. <laughs> this comes back to the Sharkies. They just signed Todd Carney. Superstar. They're excited. Superstar. Yeah, you have to kick him back down. Let's have a toast. To Todd Carney. Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> Finally... Manly pushing for the World Club Challenge to be played in the Middle East. Now, the NRL has confirmed the World Club Challenge will be played in England uh, in February next year. Um, They didn't really fight too hard to get it down here, um, which I think would have been a good thing because we haven't seen one down here for a long, long time. Makes more Um, sense to play it in fucking Dubai. In in some ways, yeah, and uh, and Scott Penn, uh, Manly's chairman, he uh, had, had has the vision to take it to uh, the Middle East. He strongly urged the Rugby Football League and the NRL to consider playing the World Club Challenge in the Middle East in the future, and suggested the sports mad United Arab Emirates city of Dubai as the perfect location. Penn, who Seagulls became premiers earlier this month, believes the one-off match between the NRL and English Super League champions is a great advertisement for the code, and if handled correctly, would promote the sport on a global scale. I agree, one hundred percent. They certainly have the stadium, you know, sort of infrastructure, sports infrastructure there in Dubai. Uh, in February, I guess, you know, Northern Hemisphere, that means it's kind of coming to the end of their winter. Mm. Um, apparently, that's... Which a, means it'll only be 284 degrees in Dubai. Well, apparently they say it's, it's uh, the, the average maximum temperature in the in the Dubai winter is 24 degrees, um, as opposed to the freezing temperatures that they, you know, they're playing in in, in England. Uh, I'll tell you, it's I was... A bit more in, tolerable than Brisbane or Sydney in February. Yeah, well, I mean, we when was I in Dubai? In, it would have been uh, October or November, a couple of years ago, and um, so that would be uh, what coming into our summer. So we can't be coming into that's like it was their autumn essentially. It was fucking sweltering. Mm. <laughs> like this is their literally. It would literally be the equivalent of uh, what what May May here. The you know as far as seasonally, yeah. Except the temperature, it's not. You'd have been hot in your burka. Fucking, it was. It was sweltering hot. I thought, you know, we'll be over there and it'll be, you know, it's coming into the, you know, the heat of the Australian summer, so we'll sort of escape that a little bit. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was cooler in places like, you know, Greece and stuff, but Dubai was fucking hot in, you know, it's probably like mid-November. It was ridiculous. Um, Did you have to wear traditional dress over there? No. Really? Dubai's not that kind of party. You can drink piss there and stuff if you're a foreigner. Really? Yeah. Do you have to wear, sh- you to wear shorts? Well, you have to, yeah, well, yeah, you can wear whatever you want. I mean, they tell women not to wear, you know, too too short stuff like you know, like shorts and miniskirts and stuff like that. But then, having said that, I saw a lot of Western women that were wearing it. Okay. Especially like bars and stuff, and like at the at the bars attached to resorts and stuff like that. Um, but you know, so footy shorts, footy players in footy shorts, all okay. On the field, maybe. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they they'd probably be okay anyway. But they would get some strange looks, though. I think. Yeah. I think it'd be a good advertisement for the game. I'm yeah, not sure. Definitely. Are they really that sports mad in Dubai? Yeah. Is it Dubai uh, where they have the V8 supercar race? Uh, I think I think they do. Uh, they drive it, past an empty grandstand. Or is it Abu Dhabi where they have it? I don't. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, fo- I, don't I don't follow. I don't follow uh, motorsports, so I don't really know. Okay. You have to tell me. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. I just I mean, know, I know that there's had... a race in the Middle East somewhere, and it was. It's, it's you know, very I good think sp- like it's a good aid idea. It's a good advertisement for the sport. I'm just not sure many people are turning out to watch it. You know, I think actually, I think it's, it's a Bahrain where they have the 
the motorsports. Oh, fuck I don't know. We really um, should research your shit. We should. I mean, well, it's not this week in fucking motorsports, is it? I mean, how are we supposed to know that shit? I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, expectation. I think with uh, with Certainly Dubai not this week in Dubai sports. I can tell no, you that. no, with with Dubai, I think it does depend on the sports, uh, the sport though, uh, because you see, they like, got the World Cup, didn't they? Well, like, uh, no, that's Qatar, isn't it? Oh fuck. <laughs> um, the, the, it's another. It's another. My geography's em- like my TV. <laughs> it's my another Emirates. Watching. It's just it's around it's around the corner down the street. Um, <laughs> But you have things like the, uh, like in the Emirates, you have like the um, like Abu Dhabi grappling uh, tournament. Uh, yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, one of the sheiks uh, went to America. You know, trained with Henzo Gracie, fell in love with Jiu Jitsu and everything. And he's like massively pumped it there. So they had a massive UFC um, last last year in okay. in uh, in um, Dubai or Abu Dhabi. So like you know that area loves. And like horse racing, they're massive into horse yeah. racing, and they get tons of people. So I think it just depends on the sport. And obviously, league something that um, completely probably unknown to to you know ninety eight percent of everyone that's over there. Um, there is a is a fairly large expat population of uh, especially Poms, and, and then there are Australians in construction over there as well. Yeah. So they would get a built in sort of audience. And I think the first time they do it, they might get a fairly decent crowd just for the novelty factor of a one off international event. Especially you know the way they'd promote it. A um, good way to um you know to put it on the world stage as they say and yep. it's just a shame that they're going to have to watch Manly yeah well this is the thing so you're saying that Manly going to win next year because it's not going it's not it's not going to be in Dubai in February this this one coming so you're saying Manly going to win the next one too and then they're going to be in the World Cup Challenge <laughs> <this one. laughs> I like the way you think Len yeah 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 no, Manly, no I like the way you think Manly 2012 Premiers you yeah. heard it here first you're, you're a smart guy <laughs> You sure you're on sure the alpha brain yet. already? Sorry? <laughs> you sure you're not on the alpha brain no, already? No, I think that statement was a clear indication that my alpha brain pills have not arrived yet. <laughs> uh, they're saying that the other benefits, um, I mean, we've just talked about, you know, the potential crowds and, you know, the money that could come into it. But it's also um, less expense, you know, probably more expense for the POMs because they have to actually travel to another country. But for us, it takes, oh, you know, there's a lot less travel involved, uh, you know, getting to Dubai. I mean, At least about- it evens the cost up. You know. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, because the Poms have had it too good for too long, and you know they're second-rate competition. Who's the, who are they to say that we have to go over there yeah, and play the their fuck dumbasses? Do they dictate the terms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a little brother saying, you know, come over here and you know, come over here and beat us up, <laughs> and like you know, we're happy to do it. I mean, it's what we do. Yeah, but we shouldn't have to spend that much. We shouldn't like be spending all the money while the person that gets beat up just sits there and says, "Well, should be like a know. court case, and it's like the winner pays the cost." You, you no, sorry, the loser pays the cost. Yeah, I like it. I like the way you think. <laughs> Although, you know, it's still a good deal for the Australians because, you know, the Poms have got like, you know, 30 bucks bus fare. <laughs> <laughs> so if you lose, it's not going to cost you a lot. So I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, any any area of the world where you can go to watch Australians beat up on Poms is a good place to be. So yep. may as well be Dubai, I guess. Yep. Or Qatar. They're the same place, aren't they? Qatar, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, like Dubai is, um, is uh, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, Get too much geography, you know, politics and stuff. But you don't, you I, don't I, want to confuse me. I think Dubai is starting to decline a little bit, and Abu Dhabi's um, it's it's got a, a lot a lot more oil, I think, uh, there. So I think they're starting to sprout up, and Abu Dhabi's spending a lot of money on the infrastructure and you know the 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 glamour resorts and the you know, the marquee ridiculous architecture that draws people in, like like the likes you've seen with you know Dubai, you know, over the last sort of you know twenty years. You know what they should do. You know, in Dubai, where they've got that tall building, where they had um, that exhibition tennis match between Agassi yep. and... Oh, sorry, it was Nadal and Federer. Yep. And they played... Wouldn't it be good if they like had that sort of platform, but it was a bit bigger and it was the size of a footy field and they played the footy game up there? 
don't know where anyone would watch it. Put Matt, T- Matt Chechen on the fucking touchline. Just <laughs> push him off. <laughs> and then, like, that'll make him play hard because, you know, there was always the thing that how hard do the teams play given that, you know, it's a bit, of, you know, especially the Australian team because it's, it's, you know, they're still in their pre-season. Yeah. You know, if loser gets pushed off the platform, play fucking hard. I'll tell you what you wouldn't see. You wouldn't see any of those uh, uh, Nathan Merritt or, um, or like Greg Inglis full-bodied swan dives over the dead ball line to, to reef the you ball back into someone else. Because otherwise, the, the ball would go back in the field of play and they'd just end up in the fucking sea. Because <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where was that tennis match played? Was it on top of the, the Burke Al Arab uh, Hotel or was it like the sail-shaped hotel or was it on an actual building? I think I it was the sail-shaped hotel. Yeah. That place is fucking awesome there too. I think I don't know if it was like it's supposed to be a helipad or what it was, but they made a tennis court up there. Yeah, yeah. I think and that they just yeah. had a hit, it hit. It was a pretty, you know, social, casual sort yeah. of thing. That's the deluxe hotel though. But how we good? Just line them up. If you lose, line them up, and opposition team just gets lines the, up in front of them and pushes gets, them. Gets the nut, nut kick them straight off the off yeah. into the fucking sea. <laughs> I mean, you know, best part is probably, you know, six or seven less poms in the world. <laughs> yeah, oh, because the rest of the Australians. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some sort of quotas. I think that quota would go up. You'd be allowed to have ten Australian players per side after that. <laughs> and it'd be Leeds getting kicked off the edge too. So sorry, it'd be Leeds getting kicked over the edge too. So no one gives a shit about that either. Yeah, well, Gareth Ellis doesn't <laughs> play for him anymore, so no one would care. <laughs> oh, no one likes Leeds. They're kind of like the West Tigers of England. Leeds, <laughs> fucking please. <laughs> Previews. <laughs> no reviews this week because nothing happened. Previews though. 6am Saturday morning we got the first game of the Four Nations 2011 Australia versus New Zealand in the action replay of the ass kicking we only saw the other week in Newcastle. So, how do you see it? Well, New Zealand, you know, apparently they go better in tournaments. They do, but it's... Apparently they don't start tournaments too well. It's not the last game of the tournament yet, so they... <laughs> Their last start, they got done by 36 points. So you'd have to uh, anticipate Australia giving them a bit of a touch-up again. Although, what's what's the weather going to be like over there? Cold? Cold, shit-ass. Yeah. Overcast. Surrounded by dickheads in the crowd. Yeah. It is England. Um, warm beer. Warm beer. Unwashed people. Yeah. Or whinging. Not a lot to, re- not a lot to recommend the experience for any. I mean, they're on the field, thankfully. Yeah. Um, Australia going to win easily again not as easily they did in Newcastle I think there was a special sort of you know goodbye Lockie kind of vibe to that game it had a bit of inevitability about it yeah. this time New Zealand A because they're stung from last time and B because um, I just don't think they played anywhere near as well as they you know half as well as they could Hattrick um, for Uate Parte for sure for sure mm-hmm. even in the game though even in the game where he should have you know that, well, was, a, that was a surer hat-trick than anything and he couldn't quite do it then. He couldn't... Coughed it up. The excitement of the moment got Couldn't to. even score. I mean, like, Uate, I mean, did nothing after the seventh minute. <laughs> <laughs> he did... Yeah, he had a good solid six minutes fair, to start the game. Though. Fair, fair first seven minutes, though. Two tries and he... And, uh, well, let's say 13, because in that time, he actually dropped the last pass that would have given him his hat-trick. Yeah. But um, Uate's going to go gangbusters. Tony Williams, master stroke from Manly to sign him before he went overseas, because he'll probably add 50 grand to his contract by this end of this uh, Four Nations. I hope they get some good crowds over there. They get good crowds over there. Yeah, they always do. It'd be, you know, it's 
it's good for the international game, especially with Wales participating. Um, and it'd be good to see people get out and support it, given that their rugby team shit house. Um, Whose rugby team shit house? Oh, England. I was going to, yeah, England. I thought you were talking about Wales. I'm like, well, you know, they kind of they got the semi final and they you know had guys sent off for the whole game and they nearly won. Yeah, they still lost to France. I mean, yeah, who does that? Yeah, exactly. Let's hope that they're uh, still on a bit of a buzz from the Rugby World Cup and, and get out and support their rugby league team. Yeah, and let's, let's hope they're not completely shit ass. And Wales have got an easy first up game. I mean, they've drawn England, so <laughs> I mean, we, we, I mean, we're talking about the Australia versus New Zealand game first. Um, Australia win by how many? Oh, 24. 24? What did we win by last time? I mean, 40, it was 42 to 6. 42 to 6, was it? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, 20, 24, yeah, maybe, oh, let's say 20, because Thurston's not that great on the boot, so... 20, 20 if we use the, if we play with a similar lineup to the Newcastle game. You think? 40 if they put Cherry in. Just oh, to fucking run amok. Can't listen to this. <laughs> It'll be the revelation of the 2011 Four Nations series. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add another string to the bow. <laughs> uh, let's hope that uh, Robbie and Keith and Chrissy, Betty White, Lawrence get a uh, run in the side. Yeah, well, the more I mean, West Tigers are better. Pretty sure, Sheenzy, pretty sure, it's Robbie, pretty, pretty, pretty sure that Sheenzy's still the head coach. So I'm pretty sure that every West Tiger in the squad is going to be making the run on side. Excellent. I mean, that's the way Sheens rolls. Adam Blair might get a run. Yeah, who's going to be the Lott- who's going to be the Lottie Takiri of the of, of the West Tigers contingent this time? I.e. the person who gets selected and does fuck all. Um, Lawrence is probably the best bet because Keefe goes all right. Probably Sheens himself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in the final anyway. Okay, twelve thirty a.m. Sunday morning. Not sure if this one's live. Can't get an answer on Twitter. I've been basically trying to get the lazy web to work for me and find out what the deal is. And the channel not showing it. Um, they are showing the Australia New Zealand game. Uh, Six a.m. for us. Five a.m. for uh, New South Wales residents. Um, That'll be going on IQ. Yeah, uh, actually, well, I'll, I'll probably be up at four thirty anyway. So uh, yeah, little fella can watch it with me. Oh, mate, one of us. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, Sunday morning we've got England versus Wales. England. They came away with a, a fairly a decent win over France on the weekend. Wales uh, beat the shit out of Ireland, but uh, clearly France would be a, a you know a more difficult having having a you know a larger representative contingent in the ESL sure. competition. They'd be a tougher challenge. Um, you'd have to say England are going to win. I don't think Wales are going to be the PNG of this tournament. I mean, they may be the PNG in the sense that they come away winless, but I think they'll be a lot stiffer challenge you than uh, PNG I'd... were. Do you remember the game where PNG stuck it to England? They very nearly like come away with the victory. England only ran away with it in the last five or ten minutes. That's the thing they they did run they did run away with. It. I mean that's and that's a characteristic of PNG. I mean like throwing on the massive hits and you know you got the jukebox etc. Yeah, throwing on the hits and then uh, then they sort of get tired. I mean against some teams like against Australia, New Zealand, obviously that tiredness you know they get run around a bit more and the tiredness kicked in a lot earlier yeah. and they could run up a bit of a score on them. That England game, they did look good for a, a, the longest period of time that a PNG side has looked good you know certainly in that tournament but in I the end it didn't count for anything I hope it's not too horrible and for that I'm going to call England a win by 20 yeah I don't think England have really gelled as much as they as, as much as they should have um, or as much as they could be by the end of the tournament um, I still think that the tournament's going to go Australia wins New Zealand second England third Wales at the end but I'd like well, to see obviously, yeah. I'd like to see Wales kick off an upset victory over England. It'd be lovely. You know why? Because England losing is a glorious thing. I agree. And especially the faux England English people too. That's for like, Gallipoli, bitch. Like your freaking hinos and your, you know... Hey, hey, Jack hey, Reeds, take it easy. Your turn cloaks. We'll fucking see. I'll take you to England and I'll take you to the small English town 
of Hyington. Yeah. Where everyone looks like Chris Hyington. And there's like three teeth between the whole fucking village. Excellent. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. The men just... are men, and so are most of the women. <laughs> and the whole town, I thought he'd come from a town called like Walnut or something like that. <laughs> Chris Hyington comes from the uh, small English town of... Shirt. Condom stuff with walnuts. <laughs> Shirt two sizes too small. <laughs> so, uh, you say England, England by twenty. England by twenty. I'd like to say Wales by two, but I think realistically, yeah, it is England going to be certainly thirteen plus and probably in the vicinity of sort of eighteen to twenty-four. I'd imagine. That is full time for episode 71. It feels like we just fucking started. That's because we did. <laughs> Incredible. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We should try and find something to talk about over the off-season. I don't know what, probably just general... I mean, certainly through the Four Nations, we'll have stuff to talk about. You sure will. Um, <laughs> Do you think the Duchess will get a run for England? Well, I mean, the Duchess, he'd better get a run for England. Did he play on the weekend against player, France? Other than By, the two Tigers players. Well, yeah, well he's their best player... Especially better than the Tigers players, I would suggest. Not better than Gareth Ellis. Yeah, okay, he's not Best better than Gareth. In the world. He's got a better name than Gareth. But he's got a better name than anyone on earth. Yeah, well, that's yeah. just lobster cactus. Yeah, exactly. So by by that by that but on that basis alone, he's far better than Gareth Ellis. Yes, I agree. And Jack Reed, oh, get him the fuck out of he's here. Just a ringer. Fucking turn cloak. Glorified ringer. Yeah, <laughs> glorified. He's not even so glorified. Sorry. Couldn't well, he plays for the Broncos. That glorifies him. Some people's eyes, yeah, not in mine. He's no Brett Dallas. Then he's so <laughs> <laughs> he's no Keefe Galloway. That's for sure. Well, no, hell no. He's equivalent big source. So he's just, he's just like he's just like compact source. If anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now where were we? Facebook. Fuck your random. We smashed our sma- smashed our target of eight hundred. Uh, we're still chalking them up. We could probably get a good eight. 30 50. by the end of the season 850 850 so yeah keep keep recommending it up because you know you need to get people on board so that they're ready and they hit the ground running for next season exactly right iTunes keep those reviews coming got another one this week awesome four stars four stars why four stars I mean <laughs> the fuck well you know who it's from yeah I know who it's from that's as far as you can count someone by the name of Cambo96 who you can find on Twitter as Cambo96 yeah um, manly supporter manly count to four very, he very five, eight, nine, four. Very vocal, very vocal, manly supporter. Um, we we spent the uh, on account of the fact he's got a big fucking mouth. The yeah, the uh, the manly Broncos game of the the portion of the Brisbane double header in mid May this year. We uh, we spent the the Broncos game sitting directly behind Cambo. Yes. And it was Cam uh, versus the world. It was Cam versus the world, especially uh, that Broncos supporting chick who, if you listen to the episode that corresponds to that, to, uh, I think it's the My Garden Shed episode. Yeah. Uh, listen to that episode, we talk about the, the back and forth that went on with this one uh, especially Gronkish Broncos fan. Uh, yeah, uh, Cambo the story was, we didn't <clears> tell was that they went on to make sweet, sweet love together later that night. Anyway, four stars, Cambo. What the fuck? Get in there and revise that shit, for God's sake. Fairly new listener. Funny, funny stuff. Just like listening to two mates talking footy at the pub, except I wouldn't have a mate who goes for the Tigers and jizzes over that hack, Lottie. Jokes, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't have a mate that wears headbands. Long, Thinks he's a karate kid. Long live the Darcy Army. Indeed. So say we all. Oh, God. <laughs> so say all of us. 
No, no, that that's, that wasn't that wasn't a reference at all, Glenn. <laughs> but it was a reference to a TV show. So rather than a uh, yeah, so, so you got no chance of watching it. It's not even a movie. Let's not even get started on the fucking TV shows you haven't watched. Oh, there's just, a long list of those. Just when we start, just when we before we started recording tonight, I opened up my email, Entourage app, and I started sort of you know singing the theme song to, to Entourage, and he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> Entourage. <laughs> I've heard of it. I've never watched it. It's a show that is absolutely fucking perfect to what you what you would like to watch on television. Yeah, seriously. Okay. And um, well, I have not the time for this television you speak of, Nathan. <laughs> no, neither. Do I. I've still got the all these the cin- last <laughs> cinemas. <laughs> show those fancy moving pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I barely have time to crank up the wireless. That's exactly right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks thanks for you, Cambo. Um, thanks for the four stars. Thanks for nothing. <sighs> you shit me. <laughs> um, one thing I didn't mention it, I didn't mention it the, uh, in the housekeeping stuff but the hosting uh, as I've, I've alluded to over the last couple of weeks we're going to be making a change in the hosting um, <clears throat> it should be for, for people uh, picking up each new episode and and pretty much uh, you know the, the last half of this season it shouldn't prove to be uh, shouldn't prove to be any downtime whatsoever um, should be able to slide straight through onto the new one and then over the next uh, couple of months like over the off season I'll get the entire back catalogue up there, but you'll probably find for um, the next couple of months, you'll probably they'll probably go up in batches. There'll probably be about ten to fifteen old episodes going up a month, in addition to the new episodes um, yes. as they as they come out. Uh, so certainly by the time we start next season, all of the old episodes will be up. But and um, to start next season, we're going to have an epic little edition, uh, which everyone will love. I can't wait for that. Yeah, and I mean, and but it won't be till next season, so and, don't get too excited. Oh, once I mean, if it's what if it's what I think you're talking about, once we switch over to the new hosting, it'll probably be it'll probably be there to go. So really, we're not going to hold it up. I like the suspense well, I, of it all. Yeah, I like the suspense too, but I just I, I just wonder if it happens automatically and we don't have a say in the matter. Oh, okay. But I guess yeah, we'll see. If anyway, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, if and we, we could be any more vague, let us know. Yeah, instead of speaking, you know, talking riddles to each other, <laughs> I'm sure you'll want to hear that. Um, that's it. I've got nothing else this week. Try as I might, this episode is going to be short as shit. Cannot wait to see all the Tigers in action this weekend. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see the mighty Manly Sea Eagles deserve representatives for their nation. I know. Ellis, Keefe, Benji, Robbie, Betty. Gonna be great. What the? Well, Robbie's gonna be sitting on the sideline with his douchebag Alex, trying to do his fucking Alex Perry impersonation, sitting on the sideline with his fucking sunglasses on his head. His sunglasses on his head, not on his face. England, mate, they won't need to be on his face. But I, I, don't, I don't like Robbie Sunnies. But I guarantee you, do much for me. Yeah, I didn't like him when Cool Mo D wore him in the fucking eighties in the early hip hop scene. Who's that? Exactly. I'll fucking. I'll show you. I'll show you a clip on YouTube. No, no, no. Old, 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 old school rapper. I'm not as old as you, mate. You remember? Before, before my time too I had to retrospectively go back as well <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cool mode D sunnies alright let's bring on this four nations and put Australia back at the top of the world rugby league where they belong exactly New Zealand deserve nothing yes not good enough on to win a premiership the fact that they're Kiwis exactly not good enough to uh, to have, a, have a, uh, a valuable dollar they have to win a world title in a B grade sport and they get a fucking ticker tape parade for it what do the Warriors get nothing Nothing for coming second, the hardest competition in the world. It's a disgrace. That's why it's the hardest competition. It's remorseless. Exactly. It's just like you win, you win, you know, all you get the, the glory, glory. You lose, you, you lose. Squat. You lose, you may as well be in the Sharks. Well, they do know how to lose. <laughs> they do. 
That's it. We've crapped on enough. Yeah, we're trying to trying to stretch it out to the hour mark. This is <laughs> not going to happen. Do you want to sing a song? Uh, no. I've got no songs tonight. Got any impression, impressions? I mean, what are the Kiwis going to be saying on the field in the haka? Speaking <laughs> of haka, do you see fucking France in the? Are you still the, going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see know France in the fucking World Cup? They you know they advanced on the haka. Yeah. And they could find fifteen grand. Wee wee wee. What what we do in the uh, in doing the haka? <laughs> That's the worst impression ever. But I got a new one out of you, <laughs> French one. I don't get busted. You haven't busted out the French one before. I, I can't do no French. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Can't do it. You know what they said? They said we're going to hold hands during the haka. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> they might as well stood there with feather bowers on and their cocks out. Let's put an end to this. Yes. Let's do it. Before I do more of my impersonation. Next week we'll have two games to review. and we, we, and, we and, 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 and more games to preview. Yes. So uh, we may even crack the hour mark. Maybe. See you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.